on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. My name's Gable too, so there can be two Gables, but you know, is it really? Well, well, you're, you're not only going to look for the title, you're taking the man's name. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. I am still trying to figure out which planet my body is actually on, which time zone in which I exist. I have no idea. Hopefully, the pinky to my brain, the voice of NXT 2.0, Vic Joseph, can help me out. Vic, what's the word, my friend? You are Corey Graves, but you are a much different Corey Graves this week than you were last I am significantly less rested. That, and there was a significant life event that took place in your life while I was gone, and I couldn't be more happy for you. Congratulations on your engagement. And if you will give me a moment to tell a story, I FaceTimed you when I found out. You sure did. And I will say publicly, you were the first uh, person to reach out to me directly once the news had broken. I was on vacation, something of vacation, in Las Vegas, and I am willing to call myself out. When I FaceTimed you, I cried. Sure did. Sure did. If people knew the actual story with all the internet heroes out there of what went on, and I was in this with you guys, in the cars, I can honestly say I have never been more happy for two people, for you and for Leah. That can get edited out if it wants, but I'm not going to call her by a government <laughs> name. For both of you for all the crap that you guys have had to eat from those that know nothing about the story. I love both of you. Congratulations. And I cannot wait to see this wedding because I'm sure it's going to be extravagant as extravagant can get. I was thinking of taking her to Vegas and going to the little, <clears throat> sorry. Did I just I was choke you take- up? I just choked <laughs> up Corey Graves. Let's clip this. And that's your social clip right there, everybody. You did. You got, you got me a little bit. The other night, my, my adrenaline was still at an all time high. So yeah. So that means the world to me, man. And, and I know you, you know, you've been there most of the, uh, most of the journey that has led us to this point, man. I'm a, I'm a blessed man. I'm a lucky guy. I'm excited for all things my future, not televised. Uh, But let's talk about the television aspect of our careers, (laughs) of our jobs, of our lives, because it's been a wild, wild couple of weeks. Obviously, last week, we did the King of the Ring episode in the wake of the new King of the Ring, Xavier Woods being crowned, the first ever official queen of WWE, Zelina Vega. Congratulations to both of them. Uh, We had a... a, I'm sad. (laughs) 
We talk. can edit this into the we social can edit this clip part as well. Out. Thank you very much. I'm still, I told you, man, I'm not, I'm not caffeinated enough. I slept for quite a while last night. I was on the road for uh, 10 straight days. I never came home after we went to Riyadh. I went to Boston to do the aforementioned deed. And I finally got home yesterday and I uh, slept as, as much as humanly possible, time permitting. I'm still trying to get the, uh, get the wheels churning yet again. But congratulations to Woods. Congratulations to Zelina. I know it feels like ancient history at this point because it happened last week and the WWE Universe soldiers forward at an incredibly rapid pace. But I want to talk about Crown Jewel because I was in the air actually when last week's podcast dropped. So I wasn't able to discuss and break it down with you. Vic, I'm going to start today with a really, really bold statement. In my opinion, as a guy who has called and watched more WWE over the past five or six years than probably anybody on the planet Earth. I think Crown Jewel was one of the best shows we have produced top to bottom in a year or so. Crown Jewel to me was awesome from start to finish. And how could it not be when you start with freaking hell in a cell, Seth Rollins, Edge? I mean, what was your takeaway from the first match of the night? Well, going into this, even the the prior Tuesday, I got to get my times right here, that the Tuesday before, I called Crown Jewel WrestleMania worthy. Just before the show started, I did that on air and on NXT because looking at the card from my perspective, this was stacked. This was yeah. WrestleMania. This was SummerSlam. This had sure. all the big players. This had the everything you wanted. I sat, I actually tweeted about it as well, sat in the room watching Crown Jewel at my home. And to see that match start and go what they when when Seth Rollins, I'm actually kind of speechless. When Seth Rollins got, I think it was bumped off the top, bounced off the cage, went through the table. Yeah. I can't recall ever seeing that in a Hell in a Cell match. And that's what was unique to me was these two crafted something in a match that we've seen over and over again for years and still made it feel fresh new and meaningful because That's it was my a takeaway story was. it was beautiful in its brutality there was beauty we mentioned it i think several weeks back here on after the bell i missed the days when hell in a cell was needed it was necessary the rivalry could not end any other way and that's what this felt like and edge of course picks up the victory but man what an epic way to start off the night and i'm sitting there at the commentary desk thinking how the hell are we going to follow that I feel bad for whatever comes up next. Yet match after match after match, the whole way down the cart, when a banger of a match between Drew McIntyre and Big E for the WWE Championship, which could have main evented any pay-per-view of the year. It was a great world championship match between two heavyweights. And that's somewhere near the end of the card but it wasn't even the main event of the night for that. And I, I don't want it to sound like it's got lost in the shuffle because it didn't. I'm just saying everything was that big, that strong from top to bottom. I can't remember the last time we went off the air and I just felt an excitement, like a tangible excitement. Like, man, this is why I love this. This is why everybody flew halfway across the world. This is why everybody that competed on you know, minimal rest and had to get back in time for SmackDown and, and the, the chaos that is our schedule. I think it was tangible throughout the entire roster and the crew because the overwhelming sentiment from everybody when we got to the airport that night was, damn, that felt good. 
we haven't done something like that in a while. And it was it, everybody from the top of the card to the bottom, to the, to the crew, everyone was excited. Everyone, uh, morale was at, at, uh, uh, as high as I've seen it in a long time. And the flight back was almost enjoyable because everybody got to exhale. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. And another thing that stands out to me, because we could do an entire podcast and we have a lot more to get to, I don't know if this is the popular opinion, it is my opinion that Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg may have, may have been the best Goldberg match I've ever seen. Well, as, as you were talking and you were talking about Big E and Drew McIntyre, I was going to say, well, the other matchup maybe gets lost in the shuffle might be the fact Goldberg and Bobby Lashley was right in the middle of the card somewhere. I think I'm just trying to see it on, on my notes here. I think it was the sixth match of the night, false cut anywhere, no holes barred. But yeah, Goldberg had everything you wanted in that match. And it was so different. And this isn't blowing smoke up the guy's ass. This isn't blowing smoke up anybody. He, it was a different match. It wasn't spear, jackhammer, done. It wasn't one, two, done. This was a match that had ups, it had downs, it had questions, it had physicality, it had everything you wanted. And it helped Bobby Lashley out too, I think, which goes a great deal of credit to said Goldberg. Well, much like the Seth Rollins edge match that kicked off the night, in the wake of Goldberg versus Lashley, in my opinion, both superstars raised their own values. Yeah. I mean, Goldberg's a Hall of Famer, right? Goldberg's done everything there is to do. One of the biggest stars this industry has ever known. Goldberg would not be out of line going, hey, I've done everything I can do. I'm ready to call it a career. But the fact that Goldberg stepped up at this stage in his career, and again, I'm sure there are matches that are more personally special to him throughout his career. He's won championships. But like you said, most of Goldberg's matches are short, they're impactful. You want to see the spear, you want to see the jackhammer, you want to see him freak out and bring the intensity. This was a longer match than we're used to seeing from Goldberg. And for my money, I think at least as pertaining to his WWE run, best Goldberg match that, that I've seen. I would say I agree with you. The other match that sticks out is Goldberg Brock from WrestleMania a few years ago. But for Goldberg, he admittedly has talked about his matches as of late. Let's go back to The Undertaker that you called. He wasn't happy with it. Sure. He has stated he wasn't happy with it. So not only did he step up, he hears the internet chatter. He knows what people are saying about him. And Goldberg is a proud, proud individual. He does not want to disappoint. It, it, and, and he stood up, he called his shot, and he hit a grand slam. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, like I said, the whole, the whole trip back, as exhausting as it was, everybody was feeling good. There were so many memorable matches. Even if you, you missed it for whatever reason, it was on at a weird time, pull it up. It is worth taking time out of your day. If you are a sports entertainment fan, if you are a WWE fan, 
enjoy Crown Jewel top to bottom. But when we came back from Crown Jewel, it was time to kick things off. In the wake of the controversy in the main event of Crown Jewel, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman's involvement. Again, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but it made a lot of sense the next night with the new roster intact for the very first time, Friday Night SmackDown, the Beast was pissed. <laughs> I was it's putting it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's... It's That's what you what, want, though, right? As long as I'm not ringside and I didn't get, you know... Very true. ...fived out of my shoes. But Lesnar on a rampage is never a bad way to spend a few hours watching a show. Uh, I have a feeling that this is not the last we've seen of the issue between the head of the table and the Beast Incarnate. And this goes off to talking about you ringside because I just had visions of Michael Cole getting F5 in his shoe fly. That's why I said that. Yeah, reason, you know? yeah. And so, by the way, I give credit to Michael Cole. Goes from Crown Jewel on the plane, lands. I don't know if he takes a shuttle, a bus, had a car service, drove himself, but got to SmackDown and then did another two hours at a high level on Fox. Kudos to everyone that had to do that from the blue brand this past Friday. Back to Brock Lesnar. When the beast goes on a rampage, whether you're a guy who's sitting at home going, well, I don't like when Brock Lesnar shows up or whatever, it's amazing to see because it's inhuman what he can do to other human beings that are his size or a little bit throwing guys around, getting pissed off. It's fun to watch. I think it makes for great TV, but like you said, as long as I'm not part of it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. As long as we're watching from a safe distance. Of course, the draft continued to take effect on Monday night. Monday Night Raw, I obviously have a little bit better of a point of view because I was ringside. I was I was right there to see the, the freshly revealed Monday Night Raw roster. And again, I thought the momentum that started at Crown Jewel continued over through Monday Night Raw. It's nice to see fresh faces, new matchups, things you haven't seen in a while. Oh, and by the way, we're treated to a fatal four-way ladder match for the number one contender spot as the main event with Rollins, Owens, Mysterio, Finn Balor. The whole night, I, my, my judgment on how Raw was is how fast it feels to me. There have been nights where I've sat there for three hours and gone, my God, is the sun up yet? This has just been a long night. But when it flies by, when I look at my at my phone at the desk and go, oh my God, we're at Seg 14. We've only got ten, you know a few minutes left. This is incredible. That was how I enjoyed Monday Night Raw. And, and I, I'm still, here we are exhausted. I'm a little bit better rested than I was for Raw, but I, I feel optimistic. I felt like this is what we've needed on Raw, on SmackDown for quite a while just to shake things up. It's a fresh coat of paint, right? Exactly. And we, we produce a lot of content. And, you know, I, I've been critical of it in the past. The amount of rematches we see over and over again. The amount of, you know, sometimes it, it there are aspects of the shows that can get repetitive on a long enough timeline. So when you have something like this, just totally shake things up. And now you've got new opportunities, potential new matchups. You don't think Rey Mysterio versus Big E would have been cool? Uh, cool. You don't think, you know, Kevin Owens and Big E for the WWE Championship would be cool. Would have been I mean, think great. of what KO did in, in, in the, the rivalry with Roman Reigns on SmackDown, you know, a few months back. There are so many new matchups that it's really, it is, I keep using the word refreshing, but I think that's what we needed. And I think that was the goal of the draft. And I think so far we've succeeded. I think the launching point was Crown Jewel, because if you go back to that event, and I want to focus on Zelina Vega a new star was created. The first queen, as you mentioned, true queen of official the WWE. Queen. Official and, and, uh, side, queen. Side note, because, you know, <laughs> I said that on Monday Night Raw, I declared Zelina the first official queen. And 
no disrespect, I got a lot of photos of Sensational Sherry, who was Queen Sherry along with Macho Man, various other queens throughout WWE history. She is the first official queen because she mm -hmm. won the first ever official Queen's Crown tournament. That's it. This wasn't meant as a shot or disrespect or revisionist history. She's the first official queen of WWE. Well, see, you and I get it because she won a tournament. The first right. ever tournament makes her the actual queen. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that argument with you. Right, like I was a, a self-declared world champion of love. Now I have tangible evidence oh, on my better, you know, and now I actually am the world champion of love. I'm the official world champion of love. It's interesting. You got engaged and you're out of the satin pajamas. Listen, man, I, the satin pajamas. I thought you were saying Hugh Hefner now even more. I haven't been home in, in 10 days, uh, so I have not had a chance to adequately refresh my pajamas. I haven't ordered any new ones. I'm lucky I know what day of the week it is, Vic. But I do want to say, going back to your day of the week, Crown Jewel was the launching point because new stars were created. Even Dewdrop was created as a Agreed. star making it to the finals. So new faces, new rivalries, because as you mentioned, the fatal four-way ladder match on Raw, Seth Rollins won. Who's not ready for Seth Rollins' Big E WWE Championship rivalry? I know I can't wait to see Rollins and Big E tear it down. And it may be a little while, but something else I am extremely excited about for Monday Night Raw, one of our newest draft picks. He is an Olympic gold medalist, and he is joining after the bell for the very first time. Please welcome Gable Steveson. Yo, what's happening? What's up? What's up? Gable, first off, man, I want to start by congratulating you on your Olympic gold medal representing the United States of America. That is an epic accomplishment in and of itself. So congrats on that, but also congratulations on being one of the newest draft picks of Monday Night Raw. You've been a fan of WWE for many, many years. Uh, you've, you've represented yourself well in collegiate athletics and around the world, but now you've got a new chance to really bring Gable Steves into the forefront of the world. What's going on in your head, man? Uh, man, I, I appreciate all the, the warm welcome, first of all, but I, what's going through my head is just, it's just another day, you know? We, we live for days that, like, a lot of things are going on and we live for days that there's a lot of people in the, the, the fans and the crowd and just to, just to have that overall access to everything, especially with the bigger platform like WWE, I can be myself and bring that Olympic gold medal style and a collegiate style to, to a bigger stage. So I'm just excited. I'm, I'm ready to go and I'm ready to hammer things out and just, just be the best I can. You know, you're breaking some barriers, man. Uh, you, you've set some new trends because you're still in college. <laughs> that, that's the, that's the craziest thing to me is that, 21 years old, going to college still while being a WWE superstar. You're the first superstar, to my knowledge, that has an NIL deal. I think that's what it's called. Yes, Nil it Graves, is that right? Yeah. I believe so. And it's like, wow, what a whirlwind of a summer for you. And also kudos to staying in school and finishing your degree. No, I appreciate it. That, that was the main thing, to be honest. I wanted to have that piece of paper and say that I finished out school instead of going three years and just leaving and going – going to the other side of the entertainment business. So I wanted to go back and I wanted to wrestle the collegiate season again. And like you said, the, the barrier being broken is like people from the NCAA have to watch the WWE and then people from the WWE have to watch NCAA wrestling if they're fans of me and want to tune in. So it's going to be a crazy show and our first duel is going to be sold out crazy. People are going to love it. And, you know, wherever Gable is, that show is always there. I can't wait to check this out. It is incredibly unique. I was just doing a little, little research with our producers beforehand. And yeah, a very unique deal for WWE standards, which I, I think is, is much earned. It's very exciting for everybody involved. I, I want to start back at the beginning, though. 
how did Gable Steveson get to this point? Obviously, you've been a wrestler your entire life. You've got a, a drive that is second to none. Uh, what about WWE drew you in? Just I, I've loved it for a long time. Just just growing up watching it. I mean, I went to, I'm at, currently at the same school that Brock Lesnar went to, so that's kind of like a plus two. And he's a real, he's the reason why I wanted to go to Minnesota and like be, have that path. And so um, I've always wanted to be a, a superstar in that realm and and like going to acting and going to movies and bigger things like that. So it was always my main goal to be like that. But at the end of the day, um, just since I was young, just being able to to watch Monday nights and just the SmackDown too. And so just like it's lost for words, kind of, it's kind of crazy that I'm in the situation that a lot of kids would love to be in. And so just, just putting piece by piece together one day at a time is, is what I'm doing. Well, it's been well-documented throughout the sports world that you were a very highly touted free agent. Well, you had WWE making a play for you. I've, I've heard rumors that UFC was interested in Gable Steves, and I'm sure there were a litany of other offers that come with being an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, what about the WWE world intrigued you the most? Just uh, realistically, they allowed me to go back to school. I mean, if I would have signed with UFC or tried to do NFL or everything, I would have had to leave. And I had to like leave like a, a like an open book with the University of Minnesota that I couldn't finish. And so I wanted to go back and win the national tournament again. I wanted to go back and wrestle in front of our fans because last year we couldn't because the COVID rules. And the year before that, it got canceled too. So I wanted to go back and have that one more last run with everybody seeing me. And the, the WWE helped me like have the NIL so I can be with them, have on stage appearances, but also I'm wrestling a college season. I'm a regular college student at the end of the day too. Yeah, you with mentioned all the college parties that come with it too. I can see a little gleam <laughs> in your eye as well. Yeah, you can't can't BS a BSer here now. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you mentioned the NFL. The NFL was that was an option. I mean, for the for the uninitiated, you're an Olympic wrestler. What the hell are you going to do in the NFL? It was actually like a realistic option because there was an agent um, that was that was in contact with me having teams like message him about me and like what position I'll play. And so like, it was actually like a real thing, but like I said, like I would have to give up my, my college to go straight there. And I wanted to, to have that last run with Minnesota. Were, were you a football player in addition to being a wrestler? I've never played football in my life. So you were about to do the Brock Lesnar thing. <laughs> I think Brock, Brock played I think he played a few downs and then just decided to leave WWE and try out and almost made the Minnesota Vikings, which is ridiculous. It was like a realistic thing, but like I've never played it down in my life. They just saw pure athleticism and saw like someone that they can build off of and they just wanted it. And I, I thought about it a lot, but like I said, the easiest path was to, to take this one in and do a school wise too. Man, I got a lot of respect for that though, that you chose to stay in school and finish your commitments, man. That says a lot about your character and who you are as a man to, to finish Thank what you me. started. So I, I got a lot of respect for that. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. What is Gable doing to prepare for your inevitable arrival on Monday nights? Uh, what Gable's doing is he just making sure that everything is 
everything put in place. I mean, my like a part of my NIL deal was that there was going to be a spot um, built for me in Minneapolis, and it's currently getting done right now and getting getting through, and everything's getting okay. So we're gonna have that getting ready to go. But just just learning how to how to just be that person that I that I've always had been, and and put that on camera and put that on display for the world to see is what what I've been working on a lot, and so. I know I got the the charisma to be to be the the gold medal Olympian, whatever, with no broken neck. You know how to, you know how that goes. But I think I, I think um, just just being myself at the end of the day is, is what's going to be the best for me. I got to ask. Obviously, you get the comparisons all the time. WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist. You've got some pretty big shoes to fill in that respect. Uh, you, how are you handling these comparisons? It's fine. I mean, I don't I don't mind the pressure. There's uh, people comparing me to Kurt Angle and, and Brock Lesnar and stuff like that. It, it's, it's actually really cool. I mean, Kurt Angle's a legend. Brock's, they're both going to be Hall of Famers at the end of the day. So to be compared to those guys is something crazy. I mean, it's it's good and bad. You know, Kurt won a gold medal and I won a gold medal. But the difference is he had a broken neck and I won it in the last one second. And it's like my gold medal don't exist because if I don't got a broken neck, it, it's gone. <laughs> well, well, so I mean, come on every, day. every day I get the difference. Now, are you using that as fuel? Is that it put a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? Yeah, because I want to most definitely the chip is always going to be there just because people are surrounding that that pressure that I like around me to, to be that superstar and like live up to that hype. And so to have that Kurt Angle hype is 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 really good. I mean, it drives me to be be better than he is. And if I don't reach that point, I know I tried and, and did my best. So, but at the end of the day, my goal is to be the best version of Gabe, well, not Kurt Angle, not Brock Lesnar. And even with their support, even with their looks, like I still want to be the person that I want to be. That's, that's a great, that's the right outlook to have, man. Be, be the first Gable Steveson, not the next anybody else. Have you had anybody, I've seen photos online uh, of you with Brock Lesnar, obviously your Minnesota wrestling connection. Has Brock or anybody else sort of uh, reached out to you or helped you along and prepare you for this? Just Brock a while ago was was preparing me for like my long for like the long journey that he knew I was gonna have. And so before I even won the national title, before I even was was doing the things I do now in Olympic gold and stuff, Brock came in my freshman year of college and like talked to me about winning and friends and having the right people, having the right circle around you and you know, having guys like that that you really don't see that are big time, big time ballers and players and stuff like that in the world and to have him come in and, and sit me down and, and give me the gist of how his life was and how he became so successful and, and try to put it into me. You know, it's like a, it's like a once in a lifetime thing that you have to listen to. Like not something that you shy away from. You got to take those words and, and run with them. And I took everything you said, I took it and, and ran with it, did the best I could. And, I'm here now, so it looks pretty good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to have a, a strong support system, but everything that Brock talked to you about, I want to know if it helped you with your emotions when you came out in front of the WWE Universe and felt the love at SummerSlam. Yeah, you know, you know, Brock's a serious person. Not a lot of people get to see that, the inside of him. So when I came out for that SummerSlam and they and Triple H brought me down from the the suite and he was like, you're going to go out there and be on, be on stage. I was like, this is like something that like kids always want to do. Like you see kids like, I wonder what it feels like to be in front of 50,000 people on the on the big screen and the stage and stuff like that. And I get out there and it just felt like, like natural, like normal, like. Felt like, like home. It felt like a regular thing. Like I get in the bed right here next to me and it's just like, it was like that. And when I got out there, fans were cheering. I gave them the, the couple waves and said, what's up? And I saw Wally in the stands. He was like, my dog. And I looked at him, I was like, my dog back. And it was, it was cool. I mean, seeing all these people cheering and, and they knew who I was before I even was assigned to the WWE. So like, 
I mean, you, you did now. kind of sort of win an Olympic gold I mean, medal. I, a few people may know your name. You did something on. pretty cool. Just a couple, just a couple. <laughs> you're all over ABC News. You're all over Fox News. You're yeah, all over just, just everything. Your face was plastered everywhere, man. Just a couple outlets. <laughs> well, I know it's a little bit off in the distance, and obviously you're still focusing on, on your, your current journey in uh, amateur wrestling. But to look ahead a little bit, what are you most excited for? And what, if anything, has, has given you second thoughts or, or sort of been daunting as far as the journey you're about to undertake in WWE? What I'm looking forward to is just, just being out there, having that, that crowd reaction, just being that person that, that kids can look up to and, and be inspired by. And, and hopefully kids like me can take that next step to be what I'm going to be sooner or later. So um, that's what I'm excited about, just having that fan base, having people look up to me and stuff like that and, and put on a good show for the crowd and being who I am, like I said before. Um, but uh, second guesses, none really just it's all it's something that i've always wanted to do and maybe when i get to some point that i look at things like oh maybe i could have did this better this better but when that time comes i think about that but realistically i just want to i just want to be that people's person that goes out there and, and people people love and some people may hate but at the end of the day you're you're showing up to watch gable you know you've had to deal with a lot of stuff i'm sure you've gotten tweets or instagram posts or dms that are negative yeah. Did, did you get any negative feedback or how do you react to that when you get drafted in Monday Night Raw and someone's like, well, why isn't he starting in NXT? Well, why isn't he going to go down to Orlando? Why is he just going to go to Monday Night Raw all of a sudden? To be honest, speaking on that point, I, I stopped reading like all comments, negative, oh, yeah. negative. Good. <laughs> you, you have to like you have to like stop reading them because like sometimes they'd be like, there's some crazy things that be put out there that yeah. like no one even knows about and like false news and stuff like that. And so like, you never know like what people say, but I try to, I try to reach out to so a lot of people say cool things like you're my inspiration and stuff like that. So I, I try to get back to all those people and, and make sure they have like someone that notices them back because I was, was that young kid that was sending messages to, to famous people. And so now that I'm that person that gets all those messages, I try to answer as many as I can, but other than that, just, I just don't read comments. I don't filter in none of that. I just, I post my tweet. I log off. And if it gets a hundred thousand likes, if it gets 10,000 likes, if it gets one, like, I really don't care. I just post it and it's just my words. And if it's slang, it's slang. If people don't understand it, I don't care. It just, it's just for my enjoyment. It's my Twitter for a reason. It's not nobody else's. So don't lose that mentality, man. Yeah. I think all of us are a little bit envious. Smile. Yeah. That's hard to do, dude. I'll tell you, I'll be real with you. No, I, I got to ask. Obviously, you're a machine. You're incredibly focused. You take all of your all of your tasks very seriously. What makes Gable Stevenson tick, man? When you're not on the mat, when you're not preparing for the next big thing, pun intended. Uh, what 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 do you do on your on your downtime, man? What what's Gable's day to day like? Uh, my day to day is really just I get up, practice, lift. Um, come home, eat the same thing. I'll have like a, just a regular schedule with eating and stuff like that. And my thing is I, I like, like Warzone. I like Call of Duty. I've always been a huge Call of Duty fan. I, I love it. I enjoy it. And I've, I've already got the new one pre-ordered. I played the beta already. So right when I get off this, I'm probably going to go play again. And really, I just, during the winter time, you know, Minnesota gets snowed in a lot. So we're, we're practically spending time just, just doing this and probably ice fishing here and there. I've never went, but I want to go. That's my like one thing I want to do this year. I want to go ice fishing for some random reason. Um, that sounds interesting. I've never I've never done it in person, but I've seen it from grumpy old men in the movie. Yeah, that's what I, I always correlated with. The little shack, yeah. On the water. So that's what I want to do. I want to do that this year. I've never been like real really hunting. So hunting season's coming to Minnesota is a big deal here. And so I wanna I wanna go try and go hunt. And I'm trying to branch out and do do new things, you know. 
you get we get so caught up in doing the same things every day. It's like uh, just what do you what are you gonna live for if you don't go out there and try something new? Like, hey, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with being well rounded, man. I'm I'm listening to you speak and I'm going. My God, what the hell have I done with my life? You're, you're, you're 21 years old. You've got an Olympic gold medal. You've got a WWE contract. They're building you a training facility. You're going to ice fish. You're going to hunt. And I'm like, I, I, I bought a new TV. I, that's about- <laughs> you know, that's, that's like, that's like grown, that's like grown, like grown man type deals. Like I know my time's going to come where I got to buy like a, you know, laundry detergent and stuff like that. But I yeah. keep it with my mom for now. She <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can, man. <laughs> At 21 years old, you're sitting here talking about hunting, expanding your horizons, giving back. Graves and I would have been like, so we're getting to L.A. What time can we get to the Golden Gopher at? That's where our mind is at. It's like, <laughs> hey, well, how fast can we get out and, and go do something? Well, what, one of these times you guys got to come out and, and and come surfing. I like the wake surf. In In Minnesota? Yeah, because the summers are really nice. You know, we got all the lakes. Yeah, yeah. Minneapolis is a beautiful city. I always enjoy it when we're there. Hey, I only get in cement ponds, man. Only cement ponds. I don't get nothing <laughs> that has no fish in it. Let, let me ask you this. So, obviously, you, you've talked about how important your education is to you. What sort of challenges do you have focusing on your education whilst doing all this other incredible stuff? Um, not really any challenges. Just just, just a couple of things. Like, you know, it's, He's like, it's no, hard. I'm just good at life, man. Sorry. It's not like, hard. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like uh like I have to wrestle, I have to do WWE and then like all of a sudden like Monday comes and I got a whole week, a whole like schedule of Sunday work I gotta turn in. So like that it's hard to like focus on that when like I've like hit a point in the life where I can like just sit down and relax and like and I and I want to, but I know like I can't because I still have to like keep going strong and I never wanna get like a I don't want to get to the point where like like money takes control of me or like my my gold medal fame takes control of me. So I've always tried to keep it like just plain and simple, making sure that like there's always gonna be people that be tweeting at me like, "Yo, you're the goat at wrestling," but you know, I that don't that don't really like get to my head just because like I've only I've hit one step, but like there's so many other steps like I have to hit like to to be like the that Hall of Fame status, and I'm ready for those. This may have slipped by. What are you majoring in? I'm majoring in business and communication. Two minors that are giving me a one major, so well, that's twice the work. I got <laughs> to ask you, in the wake of winning the Olympic gold medal, what were some of the weirdest or wildest interactions you've had since then? Since then, probably, um, really, I went out one time. I, I try to stay, I, I stay away from going out and stuff like that just because, like, just, I just it's don't smart. It's smart. I, I, I'm going to ask you in about five years if you still, yeah. still can well, do we'll that. We'll have a conversation with you off air a couple of years from now, and we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it deeper. For sure. I just don't like uh I don't like going to the to the bars, parties and none of that. I don't even don't even drink none of that. So I went out one time. I I get home from the Olympics and my brother Bobby's like, yeah, we should go out and go out on Thursday. And so I, we get there probably like uh 45. This I haven't been out in like months. And it's right after Olympic the Olympic gold and it's still really fresh. I get out probably eleven forty five and there's like a there's like a line of people waiting to take a picture with me as I get there. And I'm like standing in the bar, just chilling. And I look at him, he looked at me and I was like, it's time to go. And that was like 15 minutes in. So I, I showed up at 1145. The, the bouncer let me cut the line, just cool stuff. And I get in, take a seat, line, 12 o'clock, we leave. <laughs> after that, I was like, you're not going to catch me out again for a while. The downfalls of being being the man of the hour, for sure. For sure, yeah. Well, I got to ask, it, it, 
the WWE universe still doesn't know a lot about Gable Stevenson along other than what we've seen, you know, on television or in the news. If you had the opportunity to address at least the after the bell listeners and a portion of the WWE universe, what do they need to know about Gable Stevenson before you arrive on Monday Night Raw? I think what they need to know about me is I bring I bring the energy, I bring a crowd of people that's going to that's going to adore watching me and adore watching the WWE. So I just just bring myself. Like I said, I'm always going to be myself. I'm always going to keep it 100% authentic, and I'm going to go out there and put on a good show for the crowd and leave a lasting memory that people always will hang on to. That's excellent. That's a great mentality to have, man. Before I let you go, I got to ask. I know it's a little bit further down the road, but looking across the landscape, you've got a roster full of stacked superstars on Monday Night Raw. You've got Friday Night SmackDown. You've got guys in NXT that may be on Raw or SmackDown by the time you arrive. Who's Gable Stevenson most excited to mix it up with in a WWE ring? I would love to mix it up with, um, with Roman. I think I, I really like Roman right now, what he's doing. He's uh, he's perfect. He has the look, the the talk, the everything about him is just like perfect. And I would love to mix it up with him. And and obviously Lesnar, you gotta you gotta have two the one NCAA championships in their own city get after us. So I love the face-to-face with Brock Lesnar. I love to face-to-face with Roman Reigns. You know, those guys are doing a good job. But, I mean, I am Monday Night Raw, so right now I like to take care of um, Big E just because he is the champion. But I'm I'm title-seeking. I've always been that title-seeker. I mean, gold medal, NCAA championship, anything else I've, I've accomplished, and I need that WWE belt, whether it's Monday night, Friday night. I love to be that person that people show up and watch. And like I said, wherever Gable is, that show ends up to be perfect. I love it, man. Get that get that trophy case even more full than it already is. That's the right mentality. <laughs> I love it. I want to throw another name in there because we keep talking about the University of Minnesota. We keep talking about Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin. I would love to see you two collide because I think people forget how good Shelton Benjamin is and how much of a badass he is as well. I'd love to see you two guys lock horns. That's in my own fantasy world. Can't forget about Shelton. I would feel like um, right off the bat, I would love to have a, that thing with Shelton, like get after and go from there just because it's, it's two Minnesota people. He's done his, he was a heavyweight all American in Minnesota and he's was phenomenal wrestling too. And he's phenomenal in the WWE also. So uh, I would love to get after him and, and make sure that we can put on a good show. Like I you even started smiling for the first time in a minute. You started smiling. Tom, <laughs> you got him excited one-on-one about one-on-one Shelton <laughs> Benjamin. Hey, hey, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the other uh, amazing amateur wrestlers we have on the roster. You've got Chad Gable, who was a United States Olympian. Uh, you, you've got Otis who's held uh, won golds all around the world. Uh, is, were there any of these guys you were familiar with before WWE? Um, just Chad Gable, just because, you know, my name's Gable too. So it can't be, there can be two Gables, but you know, is it really? Well, <laughs> you're, you're not only going to look for the title You're taking the man's name <laughs> Yeah, I got to The Gable Stevenson, the name, Gable Dan Whatever you want to call it is, It's always there <laughs> Right on, man Well, Gable, we are excited for your arrival Good luck in the process Take your time It sounds like you got your head on straight already I'm excited to see what you bring to the WWE Universe, man I appreciate it Thank y'all for having me yeah, we'll have this. We'll have to do this again in a few years. And uh, remember when he was a but a young, wet behind the ears Olympic gold medalist, and see how the world has changed. I'm excited yeah, to have that conversation. Goes, yeah, with I'm you. going out every single night and I'm smoking a pack a day. We're like, oh, <laughs> see, we told you what was going to happen to you. <laughs> if that happens to me, you called it. But I hope it doesn't. <laughs> I don't think it will either, man. I have no doubt you're going to prove both of us wrong, and I can't wait to watch the journey along the way, man. Good luck to you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Vic, I got to be honest with you. My initial reaction after that conversation with Gable Stevenson, we've got a superstar waiting to happen on our hands. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's refreshing to hear someone who's 21 
years old. Something that stood out to me was at 21 years old, if I would have gotten a call from the WWE or the NFL or anybody, I would have dropped what I was doing. The fact that his comment was, I wanted to finish school. I want the piece of paper. I want the degree. That spoke to me when talking to him about the actual individual. He is. He can talk about characters. He can talk about Brock and Shelton Ben, but the person that he is, that really stood out to me. And that's what I think we're all looking for when we think of those that are in the WWE, good people that can be role models. He's a role model to me. Definitely unique circumstances regarding Gable Stevenson's WWE journey. He's going to jump past all things NXT, at least in the immediate future. But I want to talk about the immediate future of NXT. We just experienced Halloween havoc, Vic, in the wake of the spookiest night of the year for NXT. What's on your mind? Well, I thoroughly enjoy being part of Halloween Havoc. It's one of my favorite uh, WCW events. I'm very happy that it's in WWE with NXT. You wore a leather jacket. You got to cosplay as Corey Graves at the commentary desk. Which I got desk. called out for. I'll tell you the story about that. I was really? going to wear Dracula fangs okay. and be Dracula. But and there were two other Dracula's on the show. That sounds like a terrible situation. So I was just like, well, then I'm, I'm, I was the only one who didn't dress up. And everyone was, you know, Beth made a mention of it. Wade called me uh, the Fonz, which a couple of people in NXT don't even know who the Fonz is, which was interesting in itself. And then I got, oh, you're dressed up like Corey Graves. I took that as a compliment because I've always been said that I'm your unhip, untattooed younger brother. That has been sent to us before on social media. So with that being said... Yeah, I had a great time. I mean, I thought the card up and down was filled with new, exciting, fresh faces, as we've talked about. Congratulations, by the way, to Gigi Dolan, Jane, Mandy Rose. Toxic Attraction, they've arrived. Braun Breaker, even in a loss, was made a star by Tommaso I agree Chandler. with you wholeheartedly on that last statement. And it, I can almost draw a parallel to the edge Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Yes, Seth Rollins was defeated inside Hell in a Cell, but on Monday, when Rollins came out, everyone had that little bit extra respect. Like, man, that dude went through hell a couple days ago. Oh, yeah, we may not like him. He may make our skin crawl from a personality perspective, but Seth Rollins is that dude. Tommaso Ciampa, the, you know, the, the heartbeat of NXT, uh, or the, the black heart, obviously, of NXT for so many years to go out there and to be pushed to his limits by this budding young superstar in Braun Breaker, uh, to your point, Breaker came out better than he went in. More legitimate, more believable, more uh, excitement generated from the NXT fan base for, hey, wait a minute, Braun Breaker might be our guy. Yeah, and it's it's funny, too, because so many people, we've, we've talked a lot about those on social media today. They're going to be angry. Well, he didn't win. Sometimes you don't need to win. You get more out of going up against a guy like Tommaso Ciampa. There's an old adage in this business that is much older than I or you, and it says, in a match, one person goes over, but both people get over. That's, that was the situation last night, man. That's, and that's the goal. That's the art of what we do. Uh, from bell to bell, everyone has that capability, not every single match, but that's the goal. And when you've got somebody who is ready to be pushed to their limits and can hang until the very last moment, there's no shame in coming up short to Tommaso Ciampa. The dude's one of the best to do it. Uh, but I definitely think, not that we weren't already excited about Braun Breaker, but in the wake of Halloween Havoc, man, I don't know how anybody doesn't believe. Yeah, so now we go into next week. We go into, Tommaso Ciampa kept saying, even on social media, everyone thinks that the old guard is gone. He's still waving the flag for NXT. So I'm very interested to see where he goes next, 
how he continues to carry the NXT championship and a lot of these new superstars that we saw, how they continue to grow week in and week out Tuesday nights on USA. Well, the same can be applied to Monday Night Raw, to Friday Night SmackDown. The brand new roster is now in effect. The future is exciting, Vic. Like I said, in the wake of Crown Jewel, man, it was it was palpable. Energy from everybody was up. Everybody is excited. You said a new fresh coat of paint, a new lease on life, shake things up, however you want to phrase it, whatever you want to call it. It's an exciting time to be a fan and a member of the WWE universe. And you got a new chapter in your life. Again, congratulations, Graves. Thank you, you sir. Thank you. I I did it. I took Beyonce's advice. You know what I mean? Oof. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that dude that, you know, got left holding the bag. Uh, but that said, I mean, did you see The Rock? Oh, yeah. I, I did. better hang on. Seen all of his movies. You're an idiot. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> I hate you. I do. I had a great exit planned. It was a very smooth transition. I was about to flex my professional broadcasting muscles. And yet again, Vic Joseph derails the train. But you know what, Vic? I'm in a god dang great mood. I'm a blessed man. I'm not even going to let it bother me. You shouldn't let it bother you either. You should send your congratulations or your, uh, you know, anti-congratulations to add after the bell, WWE on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm at WWE Graves. You can find Vic at Vic Joseph WWE and apologize to him for not being invited for, to the wedding. You can listen for free on Spotify. Just search after the bell and hit the follow button so that you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell. <laughs>